This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 89 for the week of August 12th, 2007. What's up, people? Welcome to Daizenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything? Everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertainment. Janning, yes! We're all here with a full house of people. We got John Stamos. We got... <laughs> the other one. Bob Saget. Lori Lachlan, everybody. <laughs> we have... The Olsen twins? Who is... Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We got the cast and crew of Daizen Chewy X. That's a podcast oh. you are listening to right now. We are up to episode 89 of the show. We got some cool stuff to talk about you about. So let's introduce the round table, which is not so much a round table as it is two desks, a snack table, and a Skype line. Let's go to our caller. Sir, are you there? Yes. What is your name, sir? Mike. Uh, no, that's me. You're Julian. <laughs> yes, that's correct. How the hell are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty the hell good, you know. And uh, continuing work and finishing up getting, you know, clothes that I need for Japan. So that's pretty good. And I don't know, it's kind of weird to think that I have less than a month to go. What is the countdown but, at this point? Uh, September 4th is when I leave, so that ah. let's see, today's the 9th, that means one month minus five days. Cool shiz. So as a reminder, you have been to Japan, you were going That's, back to Japan. Yes. And what are you doing? You're teaching? I'll be teaching English. Fantastic go. Awesome. Let's continue around the non-existent roundtable here to my less than proverbial right. It's the Mary. Hola. What's going on with you? Ah, nothing as exciting as Julian stuff. My life seems pretty tame. <laughs> Sorry. Is that all? I'm working hard and hardly working. And playing Hexic. And yeah, that is my um, <laughs> therapeutic unwinding time after work. I sit and I, you know, rotate little color gems. You do, but you enjoy it. I do. It makes all the children happy. Mostly me, and that's the important thing. Righto. Moving on, we have our special kind of extended family friend of the show here. This is our buddy Jeff uh, behind me, actually. I can't see you. I am technically at Mike's 430. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're so awesome. You brought your own mic. That is correct. I should say microphone. Even though I have another too, but yours is super awesome special. Mine is Apple discounted. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Shameless plug. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I hear laughter in the background. Yes, that is laughter in the background. From my girlfriend. Hello. Hello. That's joy off in the distance. What's she working on? My cosplay. Of what? I can't tell because I can't really see. From Tokyo Mew Mew. Ah, cool shiz. AWA is going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, it's coming up around the corner. It is. Oh, hey. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. guess I'm here too. My name is Mike. Perhaps you know me as a Vegito EX Online, and I complete the family, I guess. You're the creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're the illegitimate bastard child? I have absolutely no idea how to follow that up. So I'm just going to continue on to the how's everyone doing? What's everyone been up to? You doing cool? All is well? I spy Princeton Record Exchange CDs sitting behind your monitor. Yes. <laughs> Big pile of CDs. I 
I just know that price tag. <laughs> <laughs> we were there for like an hour on Sunday. It was great. I'm like, I want this. I want this. I want this. I'm like, I want Mike, this. slow down. Oh, wait. There's something I want. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm spending then. my money. I see how it goes. Prince of Record Exchange, Princeton, Nassau Street. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for that non-advertised paid plug there. Not paid at all. Nice. They just only pay me three bucks for every CD I give them. Anyone up to anything interesting this last week? I mean, I was telling Mary, you know, we recorded the last episode, you know, on Sunday, the day we mm-hmm. typically release them, and we're recording kind of early in the week. It doesn't feel like it's time for a new podcast episode, but, but it it's is. time. The week flew by, you know, work happened. What, you slow down time or something? How the hell did you get that out? Yep. I am awesome, yes. He edits while running at the speed of light. That's how I roll. That's how he rolls. At the speed of light. So, in lieu of no one having any interesting stories, I guess? Well, if I have stuff in none of which I can actually say on the podcast. Because there's, like, (laughs) potential things going on and, like, annoying things going on. Then why would you even bring that up? Because that's why I can't. You're an awful storyteller. I know. I need more (laughs) Uh, stuff to happen to me, okay? So, Jeff, what did you think about the new IMAX coming out this past week? They are hot. All right. Full disclosure here. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Jeff, Mr. Apple employee. This podcast is in no way associated with Apple Computer Inc. or Apple Inc. or Associates. Thank you. <laughs> Julian, what did you think about them? Oh, I thought they looked pretty cool, and I'm still waiting on like an iBook update. Well, now that we have that out of the way, <laughs> let's uh, kick it on over to Dragon Ball stuff. We have a little bit of news for you this week. We are up to Volume 7 in our manga review of Awesomeness. That's where we do a little synopsis month by month of the manga, and we give some different perspectives on it. We got some releases, we got some emails, so let's just kick it on over to the news. Mr. Julian, I have more Japanese stuffage for you. That is correct, sir. What do we's guts? It looks super sexy. I'm going to drink soda while you tell me about it. So, it looks like those who sign up to receive continuations of the Dragon Ball volumes in Japan, because as we remember, um, Dragon Ball is currently being released in individual volumes based on the Dragon Box they put out a few years ago. So basically, people who sign up to just sort of keep receiving the continued volumes, it looks like, get this fancy diorama set based on an illustration drawn by Akira Toriyama. A new one, in fact. So that's pretty hot. Awesome. So it's kind of like a DVD subscription service or something like that? Um, you know, it doesn't give a, a huge amount of information right in the thing, but that's the, the, the gist that I get. And then there's another thing at the bottom, which is talking about um, uh, certain interesting diorama things you can get uh, for having bought uh, uh, the various Dragon Ball Z volumes. For uh, 1 through 18, there's a a diorama of Goku, Vegeta, and Frieza. Uh, For volumes 19 through 33, there's one of Trunks, Cell, and... Gohan, and then for volumes 34 through 49, um, there's one of uh, Boo, Mr. Satan, and Super Saiyan 3 Goku. And it looks like if you send in the UPCs for all 49 volumes, in addition to those figures, you also get a Karin Tower uh, diorama stand thing. Hot damn, this sounds like cool shit. Yeah, it shows all three of them sort of back to back. I want this stuff. And someone like magically make it appear for me over here on my desk? That'd be awesome. Okay, please, thanks. Get on it now. Hint, hint for our members. 
<laughs> if I bought all 49 volumes, I'd want something cool to compensate for that because that's a lot of money. I know, right? I mean, DVDs aren't cheap in Japan. Retail price is 3990 and a pop, though they do have uh, six episodes, I believe, on them. So, you know, that's something. It's more than expensive. the average Japanese DVD. Dual layer, high bit rate, progressive. Very nice shit. Oh, well, that's hot. It's better than, you know, 5,000 yen for three episodes, which <laughs> is what a lot of new DVDs for new series go for. Right. So that's pretty cool. Do we know what magazine this came out of? As always, Tanuki Kuribo just uh, sends me emails with smiley faces in the subjects and there's images attached. It points back to the uh, Jumpland website, but I don't know where this comes from. It almost looks like a standalone advertisement, like maybe it got, you know, came along with the DVD of one of the volumes or something. Ah, gotcha. So it's jump-related in some way, shape, or form. Perhaps. Cool. Well, that is that. We'll put up a little image of this. The only other bit of news we have is online dub stuff. Mary, what's going on with this? You told me about this because I don't keep up on news. Right, this was just posted on Anime News Network. It looks as though Toonami Jetstream is going to be streaming, among other shows, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, interesting. So it's just going to be their dub stuff, right? Right, right. I mean, it's still in the public eye in some form or another, so that's pretty cool. I suppose. Looks like it's starting up on September 10th. You'll be able to watch it over there. And uh, there you have it. That is the news for the week. So let's move on over to that topic. The manga review of awesomeness. Woo! Alright, we have a new tactic to go through here. I've taken extensive notes, and we're going to go through there. We're going to try and move through the synopsis section a little faster than we usually do. Because I like spending more time on the discussion and everyone's viewpoints. So as a recap, I have read the entire manga before in English, and I've flipped through the whole thing in Japanese before. Julian, you have read, I guess, the entire thing in Japanese. You own all the Kanzenban. Well, I haven't necessarily gone through and read everything in Japanese, but I have, you know, at least lived through it in Japanese, and I've read most of it in English. Gotcha. We have Mary over here, who has read the vast majority of, especially the Z era, the manga and all that stuff. You know what? The more I think about it, the more I realize, no, I actually really haven't read a lot of the manga. Have you read all of what we have of the Viz stuff? No. I got to the beginning of the Namek stuff. Oh, yeah, you don't like that early Namek stuff. Right, I stopped when, um... Frieza started doing some of the fighting. As Mary, you do have a large familiarity with the series, so it's not like Dragon Ball is oh, new right, territory right, right. for you or no. anything. No, but in terms of the manga, most of it's pretty new to me. Gotcha. And um, back when this was first coming out, we were picking it up, you had read the first couple volumes of the manga, but you were saying as of volume six, the, I guess you would say Dragon Ball portion of the manga, this is all new to you from here on out. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the Yeah, this Red Ribbon stuff is all new to me. Gotcha. Um, I haven't read any of the Dragon Ball manga after what we've all already read. Although, I can say that we've watched, uh, I had seen it, but you watched with me the 22nd Budokai to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I've seen or read all the show, right. I think. Uh, I think I'm missing some parts you here. You know what? You're old and senile like Toriyama now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good I deal. can't read a mangoes. <laughs> Finally, we have our good friend Jeff, who is not per se uh, the Dragon Ball fan as we are. However, he's reading through the series for the first time on a month-by-month basis with us and is uh, kind of enjoying it straight through for the first time. Do I have to say anything? That pretty much just got it correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm entirely for you. I, I'm going to go away now. Quick recap. Uh, how have you felt about the series so far? So far, very entertaining. A little bit of up, a little bit of down, a lot of very good, and... Uh, 
No, no, after every volume, I'm just looking forward to reading the next one. Awesome. It's grabbed me. It's definitely grabbed me. Very cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through volume seven here. This is actually chapters 73 through 84. So if you're reading along either with the Viz translation or even the original Japanese Tonkobon, Julian, the Kanzenban, the re-release manga in Japan, what does this span through? This spans the end of volume five and the beginning part of volume six, about the first half. Good deal. So read along at home, kiddies. So we'll do our synopsis and then we will uh, discuss the entirety of this volume. So right. here we go into chapter 73. The Red Ribbon Army is at Kami House. They want the Dragon Balls and the Radar. So we got a little fighting action going on with Kami Senin, who um, beats them up. However, we have a hostage situation. Yes. I like this a lot. Julian, how does this uh, transpire here? Okay, so basically while Kami Senin is busy beating everybody up, one of the other Red Ribbon officers who probably thinks he's smart for doing this, puts a gun to Lunch's head and says, you know, you gotta stop right there or else the girl dies. And just when everything looks like it's about to come to a bad end, uh, the sea turtle comes up with a little, you know, like a palm frond and uh, tickles Lunch's nose and gets her to turn into a blonde incarnation. And she just kicks the crap out of him. Yeah, in fact, Thomas Indians are kind of starting to wonder if maybe she's a little scarier than the Red Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that sentiment. And uh, I guess at this point they just send the Red Ribbon army on their way. Or like yep. the one remaining guy that's there even. It's basically like um, tells him, hey, clean up this mess. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so that concludes that little uh, scene of funniness there. Elsewhere in the world we have Goku and company. They're being chased underwater in kind of like this cave cavern area. And uh, they managed to bust into what's like this air bubble kind of empty space. It's underwater, but it's not underwater, underwater here. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At this point, uh, they bust out. Goku wants to just stop running and fight because he's like, you know what? This is retarded. Let's just beat them up. I'm strong. I can take him out. Whatever. Blue's being kind of cautious. So they're not coming like right after him. However, uh, Blue is very confident that he'll um, get all of them. So moving on into chapter 74 here. Goku and everyone, they're still sneaking through the cave here. They turn on lights. There are lights here. So that's a little uh, mysterious. Both groups wonder what the hell this place is. Why are there lights underwater in this cavern area? And uh, Goku picks up a skull. He's playing with it. I really love this. He has obviously no respect for the dead. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Goku. Um, it just so happens that the skull he picked the skull off of a skeleton, and it's wearing pirate gear. Kudodin comes to the, I guess, obvious conclusion that this has something to do with pirates and treasure. That's what we're here for, right? Treasure. Ooh, and ooh, treasure. who perks up at the thought of this? Bulma, of course. None other than our kind young lady with them. As they move onward, we're into this trap room. I really love this room. <laughs> the, the thing here is if you step any more forward, these arrows come shooting out of the walls. So you can't just run through it because you're going to get shot. Goku being Goku, he just jumps the entire length of the place and says, hey, all right, you guys jump over too. Kudadin jumps um, and messes up a little bit. Was he hit his head on the ceiling and kind of like falls at the very end? Yep. Yeah, he, he hits a couple of the switches and like three arrows shoot right over him. He's like, <laughs> ah. He almost misses. Of course, Bulma can't just jump over here. She can't even run across it. So Goku's smart and he extends Nyoibo all the way over to the other side, kind of pulls her back over. He's got some pretty good strength that he can balance her, holding her, drive yeah. her all the way across. So at this point, the Red Ribbon Army determines that these people obviously have no weapons. Now they're out of their ship. They're just running on foot. No problem. Whatever. So Blue Jump. sends them in. 
in. <laughs> yes, and so they do. And he's kind of talking about how, you know, with this he'll be able to get the Dragon Balls and the treasure, and all of a sudden he hears, like, his crew's cries from a, <laughs> down the cave, like, ah! What's going on over here? And so, he just sees them all dead. Dead. Although one of the officers helpfully says, uh, I'm sorry, sir, we've been eliminated, all of us. <laughs> I love Toriyama. Like, and then my next note is pirate ship. So is this where uh, Goku and everyone walks in, they see the giant pirate ship? Yeah, very modern pirate ship, too. Yeah. And uh, that's like a cruise ship. That's the end of the chapter, I believe. Yep. So moving on into chapter 75, they're all in this area, and at this point they're wondering how to leave. They know the Red Ribbon Army's after them, there's a pirate ship here, we're in this weird place, let's get out of here. Blue is watching them, but he's uh, remaining... I guess hidden behind things because he doesn't quite want to get involved. He's thinking that they'll just lead him to whatever he needs to get to. Goku senses something though, and they're not quite sure what it is. What pops out here? Uh, there's this giant, like, basically pirate robot defender thing. It's like something to sort of automatically defend the base, I guess. And at first, um, I think Bulma calls it a ghost, but Kredin corrects her and says it's a robot. And so Goku tries to fight against it, as does Kredin, but it's really strong and made out of metal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Goku fights a little bit more. Everyone else takes off, but the fight isn't going too well with Goku on his own. He gets dragged underwater, I believe. And then electric shocked. Nice. I always love it when Goku gets shocked as his hair it's even spikier than normal. But yeah. he jumps out of the water, and he uses Noibo to get up on top of the ship. Well, there's like a building inside the base. He gets up on top of that, because oh, the okay. submarine is across the way. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the robot can't see him up there, so he's thinking this is probably a pretty good strategy. So he jumps down, and he does his uh, scissors, paper, rock smash, and uh, smashes him right in the face there. Yeah, it blows up. I know for the longest time, actually, the Viz version did a really decent um, job on the sound effect for the top page where it blows up. Uh-huh. So I, th- I I thought it was one of those instances where Toriyama did the sound effects, but he did So the ceiling is cracking and crumbling all around them, and yep. uh, so they got to get out of here. So as they're leaving, or attempting to leave, there are these arrows and rock pointing, kind of telling them how to get out of there. So they follow yep. these and they run off. But Blue changes the direction of everything because Goku is still behind a little bit. Everyone else has taken off. So Blue is following Bulma and Kudadin, and Goku is uh, kind of... Off the track. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so it ends up that they uh, Bulma and Kudadin reach a dead end, so they have to go swimming through this passage. And then Blue reaches the same spot, and he kind of complains because it means he'll have to get his clothes wet. You know? Aw, poor him. So we're into chapter 76 here. Goku um, kind of dead ends himself, but at his dead end, there's nothing to swim down into. But he falls down to this giant squid octopus thingy, which I really liked for some reason. I don't know why. I like giant oh. monster animals in Toriyama's stuff. Yeah. Goku calls him a giant squid, but the octopus corrects it. Ah, that's it. I love <laughs> speaking animals that you know have the sense to correct Goku as well. Goku gets smashed around, but uh, yeah. he uses the Kamehameha. Yeah, well, he says... You know what? I'm gonna give you something real, real good. And he's like, I love how he phrases. He's like, "What is it? It's a kamehameha." <laughs> a what? Ah. <laughs> and then the next time you see him, he's uh, well. Well, I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. I love it. <laughs> Uh, at this point, Bulma and Kudadin, uh they find their treasure, but Blue comes up behind them. And this is such a great dialogue between Bulma and Blue. What's going on here? Okay, so uh, basically Bulma tries to use her, um, I guess, feminine wiles on Blue in order to throw him off. Actually, um, maybe she's not trying to use them so much as be just simply be attracted to him because she's a girl and <laughs> she likes... She's, she's a little boy. She's Bulma. But he, he recoils and 
<laughs> so uh, she accuses him of uh, basically being a gay. I mean, the word that she uses is okama, which does have some negative kind of connotations. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't necessarily mean to be gay so much as it ha- like being very, very feminine. Like a, a, I guess you could call him a queen. Oh, ah, okay, gay. that makes sense. But it's it's the same thing, really. Gotcha. So at this point, Kudden decides to jump in and do a little bit of fighting here, and this is where we come back to Goku, and he's eating the octopus that he just beat. It's takoyaki, I mean, although usually you have that, like, fried and batter and stuff. But and it's Goku. Beat the bad guy. If he's an animal, eat him. But <laughs> he decides to run off and help. Does he hear those screams or something off in the background? Uh, yeah, basically. Nice. So he uh, runs off to defeat them. He actually seems to find an alternate route through a cave pool. Yeah, you know, very it, convenient. Moving on into chapter 77 here, we see a little bit of Zanzokin action going on as Kudadin is fighting Blue. He actually gets in a kick to the face, which is pretty good, but Blue freaks out. He's the 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 Vega Balrog thing going on. You know, my beautiful face, how dare you? Flashing eyes, which means he's yeah. about to use his special Hypnotizing. power. He's got, like, telekinetic powers, which uh. includes being able to freeze people in their tracks. So he's using, using his, his eyes. shining blue eyes. Nice. He unleashes his giant beatdown using his eyes technique. The place is all cracking around there, and Bulma is still trying to sweet talk him this whole time. It's just not working. As he's about to deliver the final death blow with a rock, Goku jumps out of the water. Again, very convenient. And uh, mm-hmm. Goku jumps in the fight here, and he gets in a couple good hits until he looks in his eyes. <laughs> and then he kind of gets froze. Moving on to chapter 78, a little bit more of Goku beatdown. Out comes the gun. Oh, dear. Bulma says that the Dragon Ball is at the bottom of the pool. Blue is still all about getting the Dragon Ball. That's what he's here for. He's just using them. He's about to shoot the gun, but a mouse runs out. And he freaks. (laughs) This breaks his concentration, which, of course, uh, sets Goku free. Now, Goku is going to unleash... It's still his, um, I guess, cliche attack at the time, the rock, paper, scissors. He says rock, but he throws out scissors and kind of (laughs) points him in the eyes. Kind of a Three Stooges thing here going on. And he punches him again. The area is all collapsing here. Goku dives in to get the Dragon Ball. And uh, Bulma and Kudadin run off. There's there's a little bit of a saving of a little mouse here. Because Goku's a good guy. Yep. Put him in his mouth. Yeah, that's yep. kind of gross. But it's Goku. <laughs> and during this time, Blue is crushed under the rocks with the treasure. Or so we think. Oh, dear. Bulma and Kududin, um, they head up to the ship. They're going to take the ship and get out of there, and they're waiting for Goku. So we're moving on to Chapter 79 here. Bulma just wants to leave. She says Goku can fend for himself. Of course he can. Goku shows up just in time, however. Again, how convenient. Rocks are falling all around the place as they plunge off, get out of there. But they're out of fuel. Yep, And but Goku comes to the rescue. He uh, hands the mouse over to Kududin, and he delivers a giant Kamehameha that shoots them up and through the cave and up and out of the water, uh, making them fly through the air until Goku grabs everybody and sort of holds them onto the kintone. It's at this point that Blue's head pops out of the water. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Bulma digs a giant diamond out of her snatch. Oh, God. I... I, I was just, like, dumbfounded when I first read this chapter. I was like, what? Did that really just happen? Yes, I mean, it did. She, uh, I, I mean, she's just sort of standing there all proud of herself, and she just digs this out of her bikini bottoms. 
Yeah. It's at this point that I'm like, oh, God. Uh, Fukuku has the three-star ball, which is a good thing. Bulma decides that she's just not going to help him anymore because she doesn't need this stress in her life. So she yeah. takes off in the Red Ribbon Army helicopter. And uh, she hands over the diamond to Kuririn, which is not so good either. <laughs> well, they're talking about paying for things here because all sorts of destruction has taken place and he's got a little sniffing action going on, which I, I really don't think we need to discuss any further. And we'll conclude chapter 79 by saying the blue is in pursuit of them. Moving on <laughs> to chapter 80 here. Uh, they give over the diamond to Kamisinin. He is quite happy, but lunch steals it. Yeah. Well, of course, he was talking about, you know, he could go to a strip club every day with this thing. <laughs> and he still wouldn't be able to use it all up. Nice. But, no, he gets it stolen. He says she'll come back, though. So I guess he's not too concerned about it. And so at this point, the blue arrives and hops down with rope. Bulma's talking about going home. Goku asks Kamisinin to hold on to the Dragon Balls. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He'll just beat people up. Because that's what he does. Yeah. Also, though, um, you know, she's saying that she should go home. But Kamisinin's like, well, you could become my lover and stay here. And she's like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. And this is where Blue uses his rope technique to capture everyone. I love it. Yep. Kam- Kami Sinin says he couldn't sense it, which is uh, pretty interesting. So Blue's got a little bit of a technique here. He leaves a bomb. Just going to blow them all up. Uh, does someone ask if they can just join the Red Ribbon Army? <laughs> I think Bulma does. <laughs> she remember uh, and, priorities and he, lie. He, yeah, and he says, uh, we, we don't need any women in the Red Ribbon Army. So it's at this point that lunch comes back. Is she normal again at this point? She's like, what have I been doing? Yep. Yeah. So she and unties she, Goku. And he uses it to throw the bomb in the air, which blows up. At this point, he's really mad, so he calls Kinto in and rushes off. This is where we hit the really awesome stuff. Chapters 81 to the end. So chapter 81 begins with a uh, the pig on the tree going, It's afternoon in Penguin Village. And, and you should know what this is if you're a Toriyama fan, right off the yes. bat. If you haven't, you'll just be like, Who are all these people? What does this have to do with Dragon Ball? And why do they look but- exactly like Dragon Ball characters? <laughs> uh, they didn't start out that way, but the drawing style evolved. So- so basically, this is the Dr. Slump crossover. It's uh, a very typical Dr. Slump chapter in every way. I really don't even know what to say about it. I didn't write a whole lot of notes. It's kind of introducing the characters and what they're all they're all walking together at this point. Yeah. So, you know, they all kind of were, they all became friends over the course of the Dr. Slump manga, but they're all right. talking about what their summer vacation is going to be like. Tsun Tsukutsun is going to be practicing his Kung Fu because obviously he's <laughs> stereotypically Chinese and... About Jaman is going to be working so he can uh, be able to feed the cats and <laughs> you know all that stuff. And uh, Pisuke is going to be studying. And, I just want to mention that at this point I am utterly confused. I need to loan you Doctor Slump. I was yes, telling you, you that every single volume begins yeah. with someone taking a shit. Wow. And, and, and meanwhile, uh, Senbei is in like background of every panel, like <laughs> bugging, bugging what would be the camera, I guess. Right. And they finally turn around and go, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I we just haven't been in Jump for so long. I just had to, um, <laughs> you know." <laughs> it is Doctor Slump in every way. We'll, we'll move along with the Dragon Ball story, though. Arale notices Goku and Blue up in the sky. Yep. They're chasing each other through the sky, and Goku is actually easily catching up to him. But uh, 
Blue has a few tricks up his sleeve. He stops in order to get Goku close and like burn him right, with right, the rocket. Right. But he uh, distracts himself and runs into a. Goku lands at Arale's and just kind of runs off. Not much interaction yeah. between these two. She wants to play. Yeah, in, she's like Ncha, and he's like, oh, um, oh, <laughs> and then he calls Kinto and it flies off again. Arale wants to play, and Blue, I don't know how he manages to get back up. Hasn't he died twice already at this point? Feels like it. I mean, he's missing a tooth now. <laughs> so we're moving on to chapter. Was it 82 at this point? Goku is worried that the Dragon Ball was destroyed along with the plane. Blue's going to escape. Arale runs up to Goku, searching for Blue. She's very fast. Story's moving along pretty well here. Blue stops a car. (laughs) I think we've mentioned this chapter in response to an email... Back a long time ago. Julian, give us a rundown of who this individual is. So he's a he's I guess um a superhero, I guess you could call him. His his name is Kuraku Kenta and his Oh uh, god. He he flies by means of lying down on a skateboard and pushing himself along. <laughs> or preferably going downhill. Um right. and so his his power, if you could call it that, is through the power of an umeboshi, which is incredibly sour in case you haven't had one. Yeah. He doesn't so that's do super- anything. Yeah, basically he's a he's a stupid superhero. Uh I think there's a side comic in one of the Doctor Slump volumes. It's basically like, um, you know, he drew Superman he didn't like him, so he made him weak. And then he drew uh, like Booby Beanmon, the b- bumblebee guy. But he he hates bugs, so he made him weak. Um, <laughs> so he he just can't draw a good superhero and Doctor Slump because he ends up hating those guys. Nice. <laughs> so we have a little bit of bantering back and forth. Blue destroys the phone booth. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's no capsules around here, but uh, this guy named Senbei has a plane, so that should work for him. So Blue takes the car and just drives off. Goku's still yep. searching. He's looking for. Uh, he's still concerned about this Dragon Ball here, but he's lost. He can't find anything, and his radar is broken. Now we are off to Senbei's. Goku rides off on Kintone. And so do Arabe and the two, um, oh, uh, Gachan. Yes. Ah, they're off, right. Uh, yep. I guess they're pure of heart. How does a robot be pure of heart? I guess because she is too incapable of thinking ill of anyone to be not pure of heart, because that's who she is. Right. So we're moving on to chapter 83 here. Dragon Radar is simply too advanced for Senbei. He's very impressed with it. But Turbo takes care of it. Yep. He just sort of uses his psychokinetic powers because, oh, uh, when he was a baby, he got hit by aliens who put him back together and ended up giving him advanced intelligence basically. <laughs> Love Jeff's expression. What? <laughs> Jeff it, looks... It's, both- it's Dr. Slump. <laughs> Jeff looks physically and mentally lost. I love it. Blue is ready to steal an airplane and radar, but Goku notices that Blue's on the radar because he's got the Dragon Ball. So uh, he takes a knife to her Raleigh and freezes Goku. I love her expression. She's just like, whatever. He steals the radar and he goes to kill Goku. But Arale runs in at Senbei's request and kicks him off into the distance. And uses pro wrestling moves on him. (laughs) She's awesome. Arale, kick, (laughs) headbutt. So Goku's unfrozen, and he gets the Dragon Balls, but Blue has the radar, so this is a problem. You know, he's got what he needs, but he can't find the rest of them because he has no technology to find them with. So Turbo just makes him a new one. Yep, basically uses parts of the plane and puts no it all problem. together. So Goku says his goodbyes, and this is where Blue phones home. 
He's out in the middle of nowhere. We have no idea. He's not dead. He's just in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I see some pyramids. Well, we'll consider that nowhere in comparison to where he just was, I suppose. (laughs) So we're moving on to the final chapter of Volume 7 here. This is Chapter 84. Back at headquarters, Red and Black are uh, discussing things. Not too much going on, though. Goku is heading west toward uh, Yellow. We're going to be introduced to a new member here. We are at Kadin's Sanctuary, as it's described in the Viz translation. What's uh, the original name for it? Sage Karin. Uh, Sage is like, it can be sanctuary mm-hmm. or a sacred territory, that sort of thing. Gotcha. So over um, here, so Boda is fighting off Yellow. I like Yellow. He's nothing cool. special, but I like him. I don't know why. He's a tiger. I, I like him more than, uh, well, that's true. So this is something special. Upa tells Dad to look behind him. <laughs> takes, so he huge. takes out everyone but Yellow. He's a pretty strong guy. So at yeah. this point, Yellow uh, phones home. That's my des- description for everything. They're phoning home. He gets screamed at by Red. Either, you know, get that Dragon Ball, or I'm sending out Tao Pai Pai. Ooh. Now, I'll, I'll have a... We're at the end, so I, I'll remember what I'm about to say. So just mental note. I want to compare well, that so, to something. So basically, uh, Upa, you know, he's cooking a fish over fire, but Yellow decides to kidnap Upa, takes him up into the air, and while Borna's panicking, Goku comes along, and he sees this going on, and he's basically goes up and, um, you know, takes a look and sees that Yellow's a bad guy and uh, punches bad him. Bad guys are bad. So he, he catches Upa in midair, and they both ride down on uh, Kintoon, and he's just like, <laughs> well, Typical Goku well, fashion. Upa is speechless. The chapter and volume end with the order to send out Tao Pai Pai. So what I wanted to compare that event to, Mary, do you know what I'm what I'm thinking about? It's almost the Not exact same situation. Nope. No clue? Is it Dragon Ball related? Well, yeah, it's Dragon Ball. It's DBZ related. Oh. Hmm. Frieza and Zarbon. And Frieza's saying, All right, send out the time to Ginyu. send out Ginyu Tokusentai. And Zarbon's like, uh, uh, do we really need to do that? Um, um, it just seems like the exact same thing to me. I thought that was kind of neat and obviously you know Toriyama he rips himself off later yeah that's all I want to say about that one he has a tendency to repeat himself now and then so let's go around here let me start off I guess I'll go with Mary first because you're a Dragon Ball fan reading this for the first time Mm -hmm. how were your thoughts on volume 7 in comparison to what's been going on so far were you a little bit down on volume 6 I was and I felt the same about 7 you did yep but I know Tab High High is coming so I'm excited you like Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, he's cool. He's definitely one of my favorite characters. But this volume has some really funny moments it all did. involving Bulma. There was a lot of comedy in this volume. Yeah, I didn't care for the Doctor Slump stuff, even though I'm vaguely familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot more than you have. Right. Yeah. So did you think that that was somewhat of a hinder in trying to get into this volume? Um, not it was a little bit it? slow, and I thought some of the stuff at the beginning with Blue was a little bit slow. Uh-huh. I don't know. This volume just felt slow to me. Gotcha. I mean, it was still, oh. you know, had it, had its good moments, but so far I'm not totally totally digging the red ribbon stuff, which is about what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I know it picks up later. Later. Yeah. Let's take it over to Jeff, then, who is reading the entire series for the first time. You kind of had the same perspective on Six as Mary did. Um, wasn't quite hitting its stride, didn't really know where to take it from here. How do you feel now, so far? I am like, you know, blank eyes stare through the whole thing. <laughs> and, well, I mean, there are the good parts. There are the, well, I can't say not so good. I mean, it's really just all good. 
but I will agree with Mary on this one. I have the same opinion of this as I did in six. It's kind of mm-hmm. slow, and the Doctor Slump stuff. Well, obviously, I wasn't going to get into that because I had no idea who these characters were. Mm-hmm. But it definitely got me interested in really uh, reading that story because, um, oh my god, the the girl who does the wrestling moves, Arale, yeah, Arale. she's the main character, freaking awesome. She is really, really awesome. Oh my god, I loved her. So I love that little part of Doctor Slump in there, and uh, well, it's cool because I never read Doctor Slump, and I was kind of curious well, as yeah. to uh, how it goes. Well, it's like when um, Dragon Ball started, Toriyama was already famous for Doctor Slump, right? So he was not starting completely from scratch. Right, we should say that for the Japanese fans, this was kind of like a welcome cameo. We're all already familiar with this. It's like any Piers Anthony novel. Very different <laughs> from the American fandom where Dr. Slump, you know, I'm shocked that the manga is coming out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Seems like kind of yeah. a stretch for Viz to do. For a long time, we considered it an impossibility. Definitely. But that was before they just decided to license everything under the sun. I guess that was especially before the whole um, Viz Shueisha we own everything kind of thing. Yeah, well, ownership, really. All right. Jeff, any other thoughts on... Flow, you thought it was a little slower. I, yeah, and I also don't like blue. You don't like blue? I don't like blue. No? Um, well, first of all, gosh, what to pick on? Well, um. I don't like the fact that he doesn't die. Okay. <laughs> that I is that. definitely something I don't like. It gets a little old after about seven or eight times. Right, and I'm thinking, all right, well, this is life number three. If he's a cat, he's got six more to go. He's still going. And he's still going. And, you know, like, he's stuck underwater, he Mm -hmm. gets exploded out of his plane, he gets flown into the air, and now he's in Egypt. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, like, a lot of crap happening to this Uh guy, and I kind of wish it would sort of just do something to this guy. So you didn't find it cute, you thought it got a little old. I just wait until next volume, okay? (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. I'll try. Uh, September, that, you will find your uh, loathing for Blue uh, played out. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll run with it. I'll just run with my hatred for him and hope he dies in the next one. What other uh, comments do you have on this volume overall? Uh, I also didn't really see too much in terms of uh, the secondary characters. When yeah. I say secondary, I mean like uh, Kurdenin or uh, Oolong or Bulma. Or, it was a really Goku-centric volume. Mm-hmm, and it, I think it was a little bit too much. I mean, Bulma, of course, had great moments in there. But that was it. I mean, I was kind of waiting for someone else to come in with something, and, you know, Kame Senen was in it, and he had his usual stuff, but I don't know. I was just, I was expecting something that didn't happen. I can see that. We had a little bit of Kududin fighting um, Blue, but it just didn't last, and in comes Goku the Savior to take over the remainder of the fight. You know? And I thought, I thought Kududin was going to land at least another punch or two. I thought mm-hmm. that was unfair. I thought he would have had a, a much better shot, but then again, this is something that I think I should get used to. <laughs> a little bit. Just wait until the end of the Z. You're going to be like, I am so sick of these characters. All right, let's take it over to Julian. How about you? I mean, you have a pretty good familiarity with uh, Dr. Slump and all the references that are in here. What are your overall impressions of the volume? Well, I feel like it's nice in that it has more action than the last volume. Mm -hmm. Because the last volume was kind of a lull, frankly. And this one kind of gets back into the action-y stuff, even if it is high on the humor quotient as well. And I don't know, I I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff in the pirate base, but you know how I'm predisposed towards pirates. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, um, there were a few kind of... I'm probably weird in that I get kind of turned off when Toriyama goes really perverted. I was actually going to ask you about that, because I I get that impression from a a lot of the comments you've made in the past. The the Bulma grabbing... (laughs) out of her pants. Does that seem to yeah. almost cross the line for Toriyama? I mean, we had a little bit of that in Bacterian almost, and yeah. I, it's not going to be the last time that someone sticks their hands down their pants. Well, I mean, 
the fact that it's not visible, it's not noticeable before she takes it out uh-huh. strong implies that she was using a uh-huh. place as a storage compartment. And I, I find that a little bit kind of gross. Yeah. But I, I feel like the, the, the humor, even if it's kind of gross out, is okay up to a point. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it's like for certain movies, like, I don't know, a lot of recent comedies where it, it can be hit or miss, and sometimes they go too far. So you think Toriyama's kind of stretching it here? He's approaching that line where he needs to pull it back to Dragon Ball rather than Dr. Slump humor? Yeah. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I, I think he's mostly guilty of that during, um, you know, early Dragon Ball. Later on, there's a couple of instances like there's a the Akuman semi one shot where there's a transvestite stripper in one chapter but Right. For the most part, he gets away from this later on. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's kind of worth giving Toriyama some credit on this one because I think that was just a joke that didn't land as well as I think he might have wanted it to. Like, uh, when I read it, um, I just saw her mentioning it, but it didn't get me interested or momentarily excited enough to check back and see her actually, like, <laughs> doing the action. Like, right. if it were a previous joke that had gotten to me, it would have been this extraordinarily exaggerated motion where you see her stretching her pants out and like Mm -hmm. completely trying to grab down there and it just sort of happens and you don't notice it until she says something and it's kind of like you know going straight to the punchline and then saying the rest of the joke it doesn't work that way you kind of have to back up a bit so i think it 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 was it would have been an okay joke and not too dirty if it had just been explained correctly or written correctly i think to me it was you know pretty much grossed out humor and like i was kind of bothered by it until the next page when krillin sniffs it (laughs) to me that was like the payoff to the really joke. gross, but it's funnier than the setup. Yeah, was. indeed. Right. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And then he says that. I'm like, oh, okay, it's funny now. Because <laughs> he's acknowledging how gross it is, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just seeing if it smells. So if, as long as you acknowledge it, then right. it's okay. I see. Any other comments on the volume? Anything anyone wants to add in here? We got two lulls. Tell me it picks up. Yes. Okay, good. Well, I can't speak for the rest of the Red Ribbon Army arc. I don't know. I honestly don't know how, Mary and Jeff, how you're going to feel about the rest of Red Ribbon Army. I can say with confidence that the rest of Dragon Ball is fucking amazing. Yes. So, but next chap or next volume, we get you know Tao Pai Pai. We get uh, Master Karin. So that's so some yeah. really good stuff in there. Tao Pai Pai is just awesome. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters in the series. So I'm glad he's gonna be in there. That'll be pretty nice. So I guess we'll go around and see. Well, Julian, you know where the story goes, so I can't really ask you. Mary, you kind of know where Red Ribbon Army goes. Um, what would you I like don't. to see? How do you? I want to see more see of uh, Hachan. Hachan. Yeah. You miss him. I know you really liked him. You wanted the plushie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll see him again in volume 42. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's go over to Jeff then. Jeff, how do you want to see the rest of the Red Ribbon Army arc play out? <laughs> well, I want to meet this Tal Pai Pai guy. <laughs> That's for sure. And he nice. wants to say bye to Blue. Yes, I want Blue to die. Yes. <laughs> oh, he should punch his all. tongue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, See, I want to watch Dragon Ball Movie 3 with Jeff, but we have to finish Red Ribbon Army and probably, like, the 22nd Budokai before we show him that movie. I've seen Movie 3 plenty of times that I haven't I know, but I don't want to ruin Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, it's kind of funny that I know about Tao Pai Pai, but not the rest of the Red Ribbon stuff. Well, he was in the 23rd tournament. I guess that is going to wrap up Volume 7 of the manga. We will be back next month with Volume 8. We, uh... Will we conclude the Red Ribbon Army arc next month? Uh, let's see. It's 
either eight or nine. I don't remember anymore. I think nine <laughs> is the Baba stuff. So regardless, we are coming to the end of Red Ribbon Army. So that's pretty neat stuff. So come join us next month where we talk about it. Until then, we have... <gasps> what, 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 what is this? Mar- Mary's holding a notebook? What? I thought we were going to go to releases. But you have something for us. Yeah. Let's go on over to Mary's top five list. You have a list for us. Yes, thanks to a fabulous idea you had. Aw, gee, thanks. Gee, golly, gee whiz, Mike. What are you... Oh my god, that's frightening. What are you going to do every month with the manga review of awesomeness? Well, what we're going to do... My favorite panels from the manga we just read. Very nice. So your five favorite panels from this volume of the manga. That's right. Specific panels. I like this. We can put up pictures. Let's go down the list. Number five. Okay, number five is... uh, I'm going by the Viz pages here, so my apologies. It's page 60, and Bulma trying to flirt with the quite obviously not interested Blue. Yes! (laughs) Shaking her ass, sticking it out, and he's just disgusted. How about number four? Number four is dead people (laughs) with arrows in their heads, and, you know, they got goofy looks on their faces, but they're dead! I'm sorry, sir, we've all been eradicated. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, nice. Very nice. How about number three? Three! I like this one, because I like this character. It's on page 16, and it was uh, lunch spinning and flipping off the bad guys after she beat them up. <laughs> She's just so cool! I got her figure now. I know! I and like it makes her. me happy. Yay! How about number two? Number two is the controversial scene. Uh, <laughs> Bowman. Uh, I, I her in her panties. The snatch grab. <laughs> the snatch grab. Yes. Yes. All I right. call it the reverse something about Mary. We will say oh. no more about number two. So let's talk about number one, your favorite panel in the entire volume. This is just so cute and sentimental, and it's Goku and Arale on the cloud. Aww. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. I love it. Very yeah. nice, Mary. Crossover goodness. We'll scan these and put these up. Yep. Over on the top five page. Uh-huh, that we shall. Cool stuff. So now we do indeed move on to the releases. Julian, on August 22nd, we got this capsule set coming out over in the Japan. That is correct. 22nd, yeah, it's the capsule budget Woo arc set stuff thing. And it looks to me like it's probably like one of those things, like a, it's almost like a, a gashapon type thing, except it's just many figures that you can get a set of. Right. As of this recording, they only have two left in stock. Ooh. So they sold two in the last week, I believe. Hey, they might have gotten another <laughs> shipment and then sold all of that. Well, it's not even out yet, so they're just taking pre-orders. Oh. Now, not everybody can be a hardcore otaku, okay? I want yes. them. They're so cute. I really like the Goku and Piccolo Fusion one. I really like the Goten and Trunks sleeping one. And even the inside boo one is pretty neat. It's got a really nice perspective to it. All right, so that's coming out on the 22nd, is it? Yep. All right, for 3,675 yen. Unfortunately, you cannot order this from Amazon Japan and have it shipped to you because as I learned from our good friend Julian last week, it is sold through a separate provider through Amazon Japan and they will not ship outside Japan. And this makes me very sad. On August 23rd, which is a Thursday, we have Dragon Ball GT DVD. Volume 5 coming out in France. This is 14.99 euros, and it looks like it's coming out very slow over in Europe, but at least it's coming out. I don't know what else I can say. Yep. It's, you know, at least they didn't have the fake creating demand for episodes that people didn't really want, but by withholding them, they want them. 
whole Funimation thing. Let's just move on to August 29th. We don't have anything in the U.S. this month. We have Spain Remastered Volume 13 in Spain. Julian, what is this? Well, this is like a two-disc set, and it's DVTV episodes, or Dragon Ball Z TV episodes, 99 to 107, and it's for 24.95 euros. This is pretty much the end of the Super Saiyan Goku-Frieza fight. That's cool. They are moving along quite well in the series, and more info can be found on, I will say it as per Julian's delivery, ZonaDBD.com. Sona, they, 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 Damn it, oh, I was so close. I don't get to talk anymore. We're going to go on over to the emails. We got two emails for you this week. And because Jeff's here and I, I like him, Jeff, you're going to read our emails. All right. First one comes from Emily, who is Wolf on our forum. Hi, Emily. Emily writes, Hello. I just realized after listening to your recent podcast, I forgot you guys were running the Dragon Ball panel at Otakon. If I knew sooner, I would have come. I even had a Yamcha cosplay packed in my suitcase to wear for the weekend. Oh, well, I did have a good time overall at Otakon this year. I do have a question, though. How did you guys learn your Japanese? For me, I learned Japanese through watching subbed anime and taking Japanese language class at a local university. Well, this mostly goes over to Julian, because he's the one who is semi-fluent in the language. But real quick, Mary, you and I did take some classes in college. Yeah, it took a year and a half of it. Although, we've been out of college for a while now. Yes, so. but I can still read some, and like like Emily says, a lot of it I just pick up from watching so much anime over the years that you know, the basic phrases. The yeah. extent of time we've been watching stuff in Japanese, you pick up a very standard, like, anime lexicon that you just take from show to show. Like, you always hear like, doshite, <laughs> and like, those kind of what? phrases. Like, you just know, there will be times where you're watching something, I'm at the computer, I'll turn and look at you and say, did someone just say blah blah blah, and you're like, yeah? How did you know that? Because, you know, you just pick up on those phrases. It becomes very I don't know, ingrained in your mind. That's not to say that Mary and I are fluent or really know Japanese in any way, shape, or form anymore. I mean, (laughs) we can read some hiragana and some katakana and like four kanji at this point. That's about it. Yeah, Yeah, as for me, I mean, you got to keep in mind that there's separate things that you need to maintain when you're learning a language. And that is speaking, listening, and reading and writing. I guess you could even kind of split out reading and writing too. Yeah, I actually uh, would. So uh, all those things require, you know, upkeep. And so I, I did take Japanese while I was at college all four years and that was an immense help. But also a lot of the things that I did involved things like reading manga, which helped my reading skills, especially you know, just learning random new kanji and writing them out and that kind of thing. Another thing that I've, you know, done, well, you know watching anime and even random Japanese stuff, uh, it doesn't necessarily help you learn, you know, textbook Japanese but it does uh, acclimate you to listening to the language and in the absence of, you know having people to listen to at home. It does help me to hear people speaking Japanese. Although sometimes what's more useful is listening to things like those stupid variety shows that they have on daytime TV because <laughs> it's a little closer to the way people actually talk. Because right. anime, especially if you listen to it, you realize they're speaking awfully properly. Uh, and, and I mean, in terms of speaking, of course, I do still talk to people and sometimes I talk to myself in the absence of a conversation partner. We'll, we'll not get into that. Uh, <laughs> but I also just have a lot of reference stuff too that I've accumulated over my over the years, I have a kanji dictionary, I have my textbooks from college, I have two grammar reference books, which are really handy. In fact, I, I've uh, written up a list somewhere that I could probably paste in, into the forum thread or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, but it, it, a lot 
of it, you know, there's a lot of stuff. And I've probably forgotten some of the manners that you need to keep in mind when you're in Japan, but I'm sure I will remember very quickly when I get there if I get some strange looks. Gotcha. Um, so if someone wanted to start learning the language, from your perspective, what would be the best way to get started? Take classes? Um, probably. Start out with the very basics, simple conversations. Um, start learning kana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can start with romanization, but it's easier if you get acclimated to the writing system so you don't even have to kind of translate it out that way. Right. Which is my, my inclination. And I mean, if you just make flashcards for the kana, they're not that hard to learn. It's the kanji where, um, you know, I only know about a thousand and you need to know twice that to be considered fully literate. I would actually <laughs> say that Dragon Ball is a great place to start learning kana because most of the characters' names are written in katakana, you know? That's true. Uh, however, it's not a good way to learn how to speak properly because they are awfully no. informal. And in Goku's <laughs> case, he is a hick. <laughs> Please do not pay attention to how Goku speaks. Do not listen to him in any way. Well, hey, y'all, my name's Goku. <laughs> oh, Thanks. sweet, sweet Goku and your sheer ignorance. Let's move on to the next email. This is interesting. Jeff, I have nothing for you to read. Uh. I'm sorry. This email came to us back in December from Joe, and then just again this week from Alexander. And basically, in a nutshell, they want to know, what are our thoughts on Dragon Ball Hentai? I will let the so woman go first. I don't so- know. <laughs> I haven't stumbled across much um, other than uh, random, you know, icons on your forum that allude to certain things <laughs> that are like, that looks odd. And oh. um, Well, I, from a theoretical perspective, how do you feel about its existence? I don't care if it exists or not, because that stuff exists for everything ever. Yeah. Fiction, you know, or non. So As long as it's not thrown in your face, you don't really care. Yeah, yeah. As long as I don't have to look at it, I don't care. Julian, how about you? Uh, uh, you know, I don't really have any inclination to see these characters doing any of that sort of thing. Uh, and I mean, also just on a personal level, um, in Dragon Ball, even the women are incredibly muscular, and I don't find that so much of an attraction point for me either. So yeah. I could answer this one. Jeff, how about you? Well, the only thing I know about Dragon Ball Hentai is, let's see, was it Sailor Moon and the Seven Dragon Balls? Or? Sailor and the Seven Balls. Sailor and the Seven oh. Balls. That's what it is. And I think it was something like Goku uh, shooting a Kame Kamehameha every time he orgasms or something like that. It was pretty ridiculous. Nah, nah, hey, Joy. I've never seen it. I yeah. Yeah, I know. Feigning ignorance in the background. I Uh see how it goes. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, so I guess we have not... Well, I haven't exposed it to her just yet. But after that, we'll give you some very interesting (laughs) thoughts on it. That was a double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I have the most differing opinions from everyone here. I have a huge problem with it. Really? Really? I really... I have a thing... One of the reasons I don't like fanfics in general. Uh, I'm sure there's some really good ones. I don't like it when people make characters do things that those characters would not do. Oh, easily, yeah. That's not to say that Dragon Ball characters would never have sex. Obviously, they have children. They had sex at some point in time. But the way... And Toriyama's a perv. But (laughs) the way that, like obscene sexual stuff would be done with Dragon Ball hentai, that's not Dragon Ball, you know? Like, like I Goku feel like, and Piccolo hentai. I feel like it's bastardizing the characters that Toriyama created. It's not just Dragon Ball. I feel that way about anything. I mean, like Sailor Moon and all that other stuff. It, that's not... You're just doing that for your own selfish personal gratification. You're money. not enjoying the series. Money. It's for money. <laughs> 
That's the purpose of hentai. It's for money. Not if you're not selling it. All you Ogiwe people out there, geez. Oh, wait. Are you talking about lemon here? Or are you talking about like... Hentai is for sale. Lemon and dojinshi. I mean, that's like a whole other, you know... I guess dojinshi is also for sale, but... Yeah. We'll use the word hentai just as a general, any nude, sexual, everything on the internet for sale, etc. Just... in yeah, general. if it's commercial, they have a general purpose. If it's a fan, they're not a fan. If they don't even get like the the characterization right, I mean, even a fan who's out there to write it for the sheer sake of porn is mm-hmm. at least going to get some of the the nuances of each character right, mm-hmm. so that it would probably be more popular than say a company just doing it for the money. I think if yeah. it was but- done tastefully and had some relevance to the characters and their emotions, but it's Dragon Ball. The characters aren't written that way. You I know? don't know if this makes a difference and this is just me guessing but uh-huh. I think most of the Dragon Ball hentai out there and maybe I'm just thinking yaoi uh-huh. are made by girls I uh-huh. get that impression like a lot of Bowman Vegeta stuff seems to be made by girls uh-huh. But I think a lot of like the really, really hardcore gross stuff, like anything maybe involving Pan, they're all probably made by guys, I guess. Oh, we are. I, I'm pretty sure we are all against that current movement. Well, no, I wouldn't necessarily be current. I just mean the Moe stuff in general. Oh, 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 gotcha. I mean, well, that doesn't necessarily have a sexual element, although, of course, right. it is That's just a generally sexualized. Well, the, the way it's headed, I guess, in recent well, years. Well, I, I guess the way you could put it, it's not inherently sexualized, but right, right. Otaku okay. fans quickly make it that way. Exactly. Um, you know, it's kind of funny now that I think about it. We're talking about, right? well, we're right after a volume where we have Bulma taking a giant diamond out of her crotch, right. and yet we're kind of finding that the sexual connotations for the characters is a bit uncharacteristic. Well, it, it, it be... works when it's a joke. Yes, right. exactly. Right. It doesn't go any deeper than that. Right. Taking it seriously is just completely against the grain. Um, no, that, that's how I feel about it. I think it's, I guess, disgusting. And I'm as, with you, Mike. I agree. It just has no place in that fandom. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna get emails from hentai lovers that are like, "Oh, but I love the series, and I'm expressing my love." Just how you make AMVs and you take things out of context too. So you're a hypocrite. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we are hypocrites. Aren't Absolutely. We? Yeah, big goods. It, it's it's not it's not our thing. Yeah, I guess that sums it up. So if you would like to have emails answered in a very hypocritical way by us, <laughs> send them on over. Mary, where would you send an email at? Well, you could send an email to podcast at dizx.com you if could. you felt like it. If you felt like it? What if you don't feel like it? Then don't send an email to <laughs> podcast at dizx.com. You sold that so well. I Thank am very you. happy. I sell things. <laughs> Especially Dragon Ball Hentai. No, but, I don't. Uh, <laughs> out. <laughs> the boot. Out the door. I do have some trunks, Jojinchi. I have... Straight. <laughs> I have a volume of Head Chala, which has... It's mostly straight. I know. It's mostly funny, but it's got those hints of the Goku Piccolo stuff, which I really... I have doujinshi, but I don't have that kind of doujinshi. I always head towards the regular. Yeah, yeah, me too. Which is always one stand. Mm-hmm. And then the Yaoi is like... <laughs> Ten booths. Its own floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, places like Comic Market in Tokyo which is a biannual event. You know, there's a lot of regular doujinshi, but there's also a lot more perverted. <laughs> oh, man, if only you were at Shoujo Con. The now-defunct Shoujo Con. Now-defunct Shoujo Con. I actually picked up just lots of normal Dragon Ball stuff at Shoujo Con a couple of years. But you remember that, that draped section yes. that they yeah. had that you couldn't get in unless you showed an ID, and the mm-hmm. entire, like, half the dealer's room was the oh. yaoi table. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that girls are more open to, like, buying that stuff publicly at cons than 
I think guys would I have all sorts of awful rants about this subject, yep. so I, I think we'll bring it to a close <laughs> okay. for this episode. Although, you know, uh, while we're on the subject, though, I found the etymology of the word is fairly interesting, that it's uh, yamanashi, ochinashi, iminashi, which is like no uh, no build-up, no uh, resolution, no meaning, which was originally applied to gratuitous anything, but over time just got narrowed down to um, weird, out-of-context, two boys not attracted to each other but doing weird things. Anyway. I heard different. I, I heard different, different I heard, too. I heard that was just an urban legend. I also really? heard that it was Japanese first. Uh, stop that hurts my ass or something like yeah my day etc etc no no that that's a back well not a backronym but uh yeah i guess it is a backronym if you take it that way because it's um creating a backronym out of something that was derived from something else regardless <laughs> it ain't my thing <laughs> so that's the end of episode 89 we're back with episode 90 next week we are almost at 100 almost mary how do you feel i feel old i I say that every week. I'm sorry. I feel um, proud to have reached such a high number. Julian, how are you going to feel when you hit 100? Um, I don't know. I'll be in Japan, for one thing. That's and awesome, it'll, though. It'll be into, what, October or November by that point, won't it? I can't remember. Uh, me neither. But Do I think math. so. Jeff's but that'll, the that'll be kind of cool. I'm kind of hoping that I, um, I haven't gotten placed yet, but it should be like next week when I find out. I'm hoping they put me in Osaka because Halloween, they have this event where a bunch of foreign people um, like get on um, the loop line at Tennoji Station and they make a full loop in costume and just kind of like freak out the Japanese people who are just going about their business. Oh, good God. I can't wait for stories and pictures. That'll be great. So we're really looking forward to that. And of course, all the news. So let's end the episode for reals this time. Let's go around and say goodbye to everyone. Let's get rid of Jeff first. Jeff, uh, you doing good? Yes, I'm doing very well. You chilling? Yes, indeed. Maxin? Relaxing? Cool. That's right. Shooting some people. School. I think I fucked up a word in there somewhere. Anyways, Jeff. Um, you you do have a couple little adventures going on. Yeah, uh, I kind of well. There's a reason why I brought my own microphone this time. I, it's it's uh, because I have my own podcast. <gasps> it's bound to happen. Gasp, shock, and awe. But it's not about anime. We do have interests beyond, especially Mary, myself, and Julian. We do have interests beyond Dragon Ball. You know, it's yes. weird when you listen to specific podcasters. I guess you kind of have this very narrow glimpse into their life where. When you hear us talking about Dragon Ball, you may get the assumption, like, Dragon Ball rules our lives. We do have outside interests. We are real people. Jeff, you have an interest in music, as do the rest of us. Well, absolutely, because I'm part of that anime music video community. So one half is the anime, the other half has got to be the music. And then there's, like, a tiny smudge percentage of Apple that I can't talk about that is also part of me. (laughs) You will tell me when the next MacBooks come out, damn it. (laughs) So you're doing your own podcast. Yes, What's it about? It's about indie music. Doing it with our friend Brad. That's right. Who we love and adore and um, trade back and forth as our mutual boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Except he's a long-distance mutual boyfriend. Sharing boyfriend. Sharing boyfriend. This is so disturbing. Um, Oh, by the way, Mike, i got to ask if you can fill in for Brad when uh, he is to miss out on an episode next month. (laughs) I would love to. Uh, you know, we were talking about Yowie earlier. I think I need to stop this. <laughs> oh, Jeff, Low Fidelity. Yes, Low Fidelity the is show. the name of the podcast. You can find it at Low Fidelity. That's L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y dot info. The, nice. There's no website yet. but Oh, and the XML feed isn't public. 
but once it is, I'll tell you guys. Very nice. <laughs> so there's something coming. There's something coming. Very, very awesome. Let's say goodbye to Mary. She's from a site called Temple of Trunks, and she lives here and she talks about Dragon Ball and yep, yep. plays with the kitties and plays Hexic and takes my video game systems away from me. Hey, you were doing the outline. I had free reign over that Xbox. I see. Oh, add me, Vegito EX, Xbox Live. Mike has lots of friends. I have lots He's of so friends. so popular. Invite me to play Uno, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and whatever else you're playing. Invite me. I want to play with you in a totally non-Yahoo way. Mary, you are from Temple of Trunks. Spell it out. It is T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S-R-C-O-M. Fantastic. Let's say goodbye to myself and Julian. We come from a website called, ironically enough, DaizenChewyX. Where can you find it, sir? You can find us at www.daizex.com. Daizex.com. Damn straight. So that is it. We'll be back with episode 90 next week. I have a really good idea of what I want to do. I might request a little bit of help and some research from you, Jeff. Okay. Because you know your shit. Yes. And... What can I do? Uh, Stay pretty. Shimmy, shimmy. All right. Shimmy, shimmy. So, for everyone here, that is Jeff, that is Mary, that is Julian, I am Mike Libri, Vegito EX, and I never meant to keep it in the dark. Dun 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 d